FSO with Flyman D. Fly shit only, the podcast about all things fly. Today, my nigga Bobby pulled up. That's somebody I've been knowing for fucking years. Like, he's he's a brother to me. So, you know, might as well. His family is my family. My family is his family. We are that type of friendship. Uh, and it, it, you've actually, you know, you listen to Chon, uh Ashton Winfrey episode. That's actually his cousin, his real-life cousin. So, you know, they're both... It's a really smart family, clearly, because they're both smart guys. Uh, Bobby's funny. He great person to be around. He knows me. I know. I know him. So, it's a really, really good conversation. Uh, we talk about Megan Thee Stallion. We talk about voting. We talk about um, Drake. His the new songs he released and what is his project going to sound like. And then we get into. The Israel Adesanya fight this weekend. So I'm very, very fucking excited about that. Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. So here's my partner, my cousin, my homie, Bobby Stokes. So yeah, we can just start. Um, Anything like on your mind like that's been grinding your gear? Definitely a pause moment. Um, you know what? I what something that has been bothering me. A lot of people still on this not voting thing, and I think that is a terrible mindset to have. Like not voting for like uh, what reasons? Most people because they think they're woke, and it's a simple fact. My vote doesn't count. Well, they think their vote doesn't count. And I believe that logic is flawed. I think I think not voting is um is good to a certain extent. Like if you don't vote because you think it's if it's not gonna count, then that's a problem. But if you don't vote because you think it counts, then that's a different thing. And I'll let you know what I mean by that. Say a candidate comes out and they say, This is my plan for black people in America. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh this is this is my PowerPoint or whatever presentation that they give and they like let people know uh we're gonna do this for reparations. Uh every black person of African descent in America, uh you're gonna get this, you're gonna get that, you know, and it's like they literally gonna give us our forty acres and a mule. Right. Every black person will get up and go vote for that person, I believe. Even the people that don't vote currently. Because now they have Something that they want to vote for And the fact that those people don't you, The fact One day when somebody wants to use that group of people mm-hmm. That's going to benefit The black people Because it's like uh, and, I, and I'm You know you're talking about not voting I'm talking about black people in particular But uh, Sometimes not voting is powerful too Because now you have to take extra steps To get me to come out and vote for you If you're Hillary Clinton If you're Barry Sanders, or you know, like Bernie Sanders, like, what do you have to offer me, a black man in America? If you, if it's nothing, if you just want me to vote, just cause I gotta, I gotta vote, I gotta pick somebody, I gotta pick Democrat or Trump, then you know, whatever. But what are you gonna give me as a black man to get, come, you know, get me to come out and vote for whoever? Cause I don't give a fuck if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Okay, I see your point. I see your point, and I agree with that. I will agree with not voting for the simple fact that I have to vote. I will agree with that. But I yeah. think a lot of people 
don't vote because they think their vote doesn't count in the sense that, oh, I voted and I picked this person, but that's not who won. Mm. So in the case of Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton had the popular vote. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump got the Electoral College and people felt like, well, if she had the popular vote, she should have won when the rules say the Electoral College picks who the president is. And that's a discussion, like every presidential uh, election. Like they have that argument, the same argument every time. It's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of stupid. Like you should know how this shit works. I, but I think, I think what people don't understand is that sure the electoral college picked who you who they wanted. We have a chance to pick the, pick the electoral college. You know what I'm saying? So the electoral college is made up of who people we vote for every day. Our city, our mayors, our governors. You know things that we vote for. Why our vote actually counts in the sense that if the popular person wins, the popular person wins. It's not a judgment call on somebody else, even though I said I wanted this kind of thing. So, but yeah. those people who we make up in our vote goes too. And so when we elect people like that into those offices, those people are going to become the electoral college. And so they vote with our thoughts in mind because we pick them locally mm. because we like them. We, you know what I'm saying? We, we pick them because they represent us. So like, what's, so you're basically saying what a lot of people say, like, you know, vote local. Yeah. You know, you need to get out and, and, and take action into your like own like neighborhoods and shit like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what would be the benefit of voting like in a presidential race? Do you think? Well, who who you who do you like? You know what? And I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. I have not been keeping up with me either. That's why I'm looking at you like, okay. I have not been keeping up with you. Tell me something. But I think I think that there's still local elections going on right now too, and people still aren't voting. Okay. So in this in this midterm I right see now, the signs over there. Right in this there. midterm right now, we have a chance to pick our local representatives, and people are abstaining from voting because you don't have to pick your presidential candidate, but you should at least go out and vote for your local. Yeah. Your local elections that's going on right now because those affect you. There are bills that come out. There are acts that we vote on, provisions that we vote on. We vote our tax money too. They say they want to do a five billion dollar bond to fix a road, and we yeah. go all vote yes. Where that money coming from? It say in there you got taxes gonna be raised, but you didn't go. You left that. You left that decision up to somebody else. I feel like the people that kind of stay away from that, they just they're not like ingrained in civilization. Like it's it's kind of it's really hard. It's really hard to feel like you're a part of something when it's it feels like it's not made for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I'm talking from experience because I get that feeling. Like I, I kind of feel like I'm like, a, um, like I don't fit in. Like I feel like I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. Like I feel weird sometimes. I go to the grocery store. Like I, I don't know. It just. You know what? A lot of times I forget here. Houston is. I feel like I forget a lot of times that like Houston is a mixed culture city. I go out and I like I see white people and I'm like, wait, is white people here? Mm. But I think I'm just engulfed in my own community, in my own neighborhood. Awesome. Yeah, but it's like it surprised me. I'm, I'm in places and like, oh, I expect black people to be here. Is white people here? What's going on? <laughs> I feel more at home when I when I'm somewhere with all black people, even when it's like a scary situation. Man, like I just feel at home. Like I feel, I don't know. This shit is it's weird. It's it's really a weird thing. And uh, I I don't know. Just I uh, I feel like our community is just shunned out and it's kind of like they play a game and we just 
watch it or you know and sometimes we just sit there until we get picked up and called into the game and we get to play sometimes but for the most part it's not our ball it's not our court it's not our game but you sit there and watch it long enough you just might want to run around too I I, I would have partially agree with that logic mm-hmm. sure the system may not be made for us which makes us feel like it's not our game mm-hmm. but there are still rules there and we just play by the rules. So in the game of basketball, like obviously the other games put the ball in the hole. How I do that is up to me. Mm-hmm. Sure, I may take a step and they may call travel. If he take that step, they may not call travel. He might get that layup. But side note, who was to transition? Who's your favorite player right now? Paul George. I am a PG thirteen fan. Why? Wait, by you? Oh, wait. <laughs> what Paul George at right now? He in LA He a Clipper okay. Him and Kawhi Leonard Yes Okay so like I, I've i known Bobby for a long time And like You always like Weird shit Like you are, Like you like the Suns and shit right? That's my squad That's home that, team You talking about Paul George Like you You could have said Zion The Greek freak Niggas said Paul George PG is my guy man What is he doing right now How is he looking Like uh, What do you like about him He's He reminds me of T-Map so, and T Mac was my favorite player growing up. Trace McGrady. Trace McGrady. He reminds me of Trace McGrady. His game, his style, and that's the way I get, I built my game around. Just getting buckets. Yeah, he, getting buckets, being big. Being play, like he a, a, he's, a, he's a great defender. Okay, he's a great defender. I actually think the Clippers are my front runners to come out of the West. I think they'll beat the Lakers. I believe they have more defensive animals on the Clippers team than the Lakers can outskill or be just because they're tall. I'm a uh, I'm a football baby, so it's like, you know, I like the intricacies of football, but in basketball, like I I need flash, like you know, and I feel like Paul George is not a flashy player for me to just like, you know, sometimes you hit a big shot and you see that, but I don't know, like uh, like I'm I'm from Dallas, so I like normal Dallas things. So right now, like I'm watching Luca. And I'm watching how Richard said even Porzingis like when Porzingis got traded, I felt like those niggas was finna win it all. But they they'll have to get somebody like um, they have they 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 need somebody like Bradley Beal, Dallas. Yeah, but but they need they need like um, Porzingis need to be like two or three. Porzingis need to be Chris Bosh. Mm. They need a D Wade. They got their LeBron already. They got Luca. They got Chris Bosh. They need a D Wade. Somebody else that just get buckets and performs and uh, helps their defense because they just straight offense right now. Like they they more offensive minded. They just score and and they do it in, in good ways. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I saw I saw the the LeBron and Zion shit. What's your take on like how fat Zion is? Nick is fat. Listen, I think Zion needs to come down at least twenty pounds to have a sustainable career. He he don't even have to like the thing. He needs to come down, but he can gain it back in muscle. Like his body wants to be that big, but he can be that big with. Like with a lower body fat percentage, I think that weight is too much. He's like a stud. I think he needs to come down like to like two sixty five. <laughs> Definitely yeah, a pause. Feel like a stud, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. 
I think I think he plays too explosive and his body weight is going to be too much for his knees in eight years. Yeah. I think I don't think he sustains a career at 285. He's just way too big for him for the way he likes to play. And, and like it's it's I believe that you have like the not like we'll all have like the same size meniscus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like so like my meniscus is like you know trying to hold up the pressure of that big ass fucking body or is everybody like I don't know if you if you come like prepared to handle that weight if you're that big but I don't know I mean right now you're young and so what you got on your side what you have on your side is athleticism mm. in fact I got youth I have youth on my side so you I'm playing that, you're a big fucking kid we were in the gym at 18 we were running around we knew what that was like I, I can run all day just because I have the energy to run all day I have the energy to be strong all day but how oh, do you damn. do that at 30 when you know the Listen, that's starting to slow down a little bit. I think bit. you got to keep this motherfucker going, though. Like, you got to, like... <laughs> for the time is for the time. I know, I know, but you can get it to 50. Fuck that shit. Sure, sure you can. And then, you know... Sure you can. Medical fucking... Uh... But think about this. Think about this. The late great Kobe Bryant. Kobe didn't dunk as much toward the end of his career. In the early of his career. If Kobe dunk. If, if Kobe went to the lane, that was yeah. a slam. I'm coming to dunk on you. Yeah, I mean that, those springy athletes always change. Exactly, but. and that's what he is. He's just a big two eighty five springy athlete mm-hmm. every time. That slows down. You're not that. You can't. You, you say Zion is a springy athlete? Yeah, very explosive. He, okay. Yeah, he he is. I just I don't know. I don't see him like I don't know. I don't look at him that way. Maybe just because he's that big. He's a bully, but he's explosive. He, Zion comes to the lane, he's going up and it's going down. He made Anthony Davis look bad. Like it's going up and it's going. He's coming down. It, he don't make Anthony Davis look bad. He he makes himself look good the way he like. He walks like, up to n- you. No matter what he what you do, he just moves you out the way and like I don't know. He just he, you bully. He walks up to you and he just grabs the ball and snatches it from you. Like that's a strong person. So, it's a mean kid. That <laughs> nigga a mean kid. <laughs> I snatched it then I dunk it. I turn around and I walk back. I run back looking goofy. But look, boy balls. Boy gets buckets. I saw, uh, I saw somebody mimic his his run. Boy look like Man. fucking Frankenstein or some shit. Um, <laughs> Megan the Stallion. Mm. You you hit me what up. What a goddess! What a goddess! What a goddess! You what like Megan? You like that? Man, Megan can see. I feel me. like. How, um, how tall is Megan? Megan, well, well, Megan about six foot. I think I don't know. I'm she can't be six foot. She probably be six foot in here. She probably about five nine, five ten, five. Tall 11. enough for me, bro. People be short. People be short. I, I'm, I don't realize how tall. That's I the am. funny thing. Yeah. Till I get around people, being over six foot is like weird. And then like when people like, cause I don't know, it's weird for me because everybody I see is like. They're either my size or they're small, and then every now and then, like niggas like you come around with taller than me, and it's like, oh wow, it's like it's a whole nother level to this shit. But I go in normal rooms, and I'm like, the only person six foot. I look it down at everybody. I'm like, I feel out of place. I'm up here now. Be six foot, over six foot, over two hundred pounds. Man, that's another. So I to hold on to. That's that's what how I I experience this world, bro. It's like um, I don't know it. I don't know. I feel like uh, like it's something in my DNA that reminds me of like my ancestors, like mm-hmm. the people. Like I'm talking like the the wild motherfuckers, like the people that was like like I always say this. Like, could you imagine being back in back in prehistoric times and and 
like the sight of another human was like terrifying because like you probably gotta fight this motherfucker like <laughs> yeah I'm with you like I'm could you, you imagine on some like some human steel monkey type okay no I'm with you I'm with you I watch look, on the sidebar of that I watch a lot of the on Netflix I watch like um what's it called Roman Empire yeah uh, I watched oh. that that was actually really good I wish I wish history was taught to me like that as a child that was really good to understand it was easier to understand to actually see it but like yeah. Your job every day Is to go out And just like Slice somebody With a fucking sword I'm gonna murk somebody Like I wake up And like I'm probably Gonna die today Or I'm gonna Fuck somebody up Like I'm either Gonna like This is my day Or I'm gonna Make somebody day This is it Could you Man Bro people like that Like I it's this uh, it's this marine dude. I think his name like Jocko or some shit like that. But he he talks about being on deployment or whatever. And like it's some, it's one of these people. But like he killed somebody with a rock. Yeah, that's that take a. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of person. Everybody was that type of person back then. Mm-hmm. I take a certain level of adrenaline to you get, get to. You get what it. I'm like, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. That's like another level. Like you. Oh. Yeah, I, I got know. like it's me or you but, right but now. But being like like I said, being like six foot. 200 pounds You know that it was like Oh This is what my people did Like mm-hmm. <laughs> You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying Like I don't know Some weird shit Or oh, you know Straight nigga jeans And I don't know what it is I like to sound from the Congo <laughs> I'm gonna find out one day But I don't want I be scared to get my DNA up to uh To that shit I feel like they They making like Clones of people and shit The uh, Ancestry Oh yeah They could Nah, fuck out of shit. But you go tomorrow, I see another you. You can deal with hey, another. Could but, you deal with another you? No, because that's the thing. Like, like if they clone you, nigga, your clone gonna come and kill you. You think like, so? But it gotta be like you. It gotta be one day you sleep and you wake you up uh-huh. and you like what the fuck? And he's strong as fuck and he just get to wrestle your ass and fuck you up. And now it's like he just take over your life. Like, <laughs> he and you it's now. Like, he you now. He's you now. And it's like your girl come home and it's like hey hey. It's like, bro, it's not me. <laughs> like, it's Gucci. It's the small Gucci man. Like, I come back. My guy come back. He's like, nigga, how you get an APEC overnight? Don't worry about it. Don't fucking worry about it, nigga. Don't ask like, no questions. Because you go. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't fucking worry about it, bro. You're just talking to a goddamn clone. It's the Matrix. Like, I don't know, but I, I feel like it's definitely be, it, it definitely would be on some fucking weird shit like okay. that. So, say you win. How do you explain the dead you to your girlfriend when she get off? I don't know. But at that point, at that point, like, <laughs> I don't care. But look, now she got to figure out, is you you or not? Because it's a dead you on the She ground. definitely got to figure it out. It's, it's shit that be testing me and shit, asking me shit that I should know, but I don't know because I'm a nigga. And I'm like... <laughs> That's where the god baby is me. <laughs> oh shit, uh, bro, <laughs> bro, come on, it's a dead. You be like, look, I had like, you tired because you just had to fight you. Could you yeah. imagine fighting you? Man, a like, nigga know all your tricks. Nigga know your knee don't feel right. <laughs> he know you got a left jab uppercut. He know what coming. Nigga know that. I know that uppercut is coming. That's all the nigga got, bro. Like, that's funny as fuck. Megan the Stallion. Shit. Okay. Megan the Stallion. The, the tall, you say you should have tall drink of water, huh? Man. 
And I'm trying to get a whole cup Okay so I love it, a whole cup Megan's like a Fiji bottle She's like big ass body It's a strong looking woman <laughs> But you know whatever Um Oh, I guess I should give the background. Megan Thee Stallion uh, was going viral, like she planned it, because she came out and said that her label, her, um, what's it called? Her, uh, it's not a major label, but it's, um, you know what? I don't even know what to call that out. Shit. Yeah, her independent label. Her independent label, 1501, uh, which was. Funded by a baseball player, Crawford, uh, yeah, Jay Crawford or something like mm-hmm. that. But um, Carl Crawford. Carl okay. Crawford, yeah. yeah. Uh, he he funded the, he funded the whole situation and gave her a publishing deal. And publishing deal is basically like I put money into making something as big as possible. I put money into making the content. I put money into promoting the content. You know, and so it's like I get the uh, the profits back, and I dole out payment beyond you know uh, the portion I uh, we negotiated to in the first place. So say it's like twenty percent, or in, you know more likely it's like seventy percent. Uh, they get it, and then she gets like thirty to twenty percent, and somebody else may get ten percent. Now I was going to ask you. So what's the difference between a publishing deal and a 360 deal. A publishing deal, it's uh, it's the actual like the it's the actual like um, they actually distribute the music. Mm, okay. You know, it's like that. A 360 deal is like they just taking your likeness and they just trying to make as much money as possible. So they're gonna merchandise it. They're gonna um, they're gonna book your shows for you. They're gonna b- put you on tours and they're gonna get paid and pay you for that. So mm-hmm. it'd be like you know, 360 deal. Like you just like literally anything that you can generate uh, revenue from, mm-hmm. uh, shows, royalties, um, uh, hostings, uh, t-shirts, hats, all kind of merchandise. Brand deals, um, you know, fucking being sponsored by Nike, being sponsored by Gatorade, anything that you can get, they get a piece of that. That's what a 360 deal is. A publishing deal, that's not the case unless you get signed in a 360 deal in your publishing deal. Mm. Okay. So a 360 deal is just a type of deal. Okay. Okay. Uh, they got a lot of it's it's a lot of standard deals and some non-standard deals where they kind of like go in there and they 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 do some fucking mumbo jumbo you know magic and say all kind of words that like it be like mystical shit in like contracts like you looking I'm for real like mm-hmm. like it be shit in contracts that be like um uh all likeness all revenue gain for your likeness. In this universe And any other universes That could be In the foreseeable future Like it'd be shit like that In contracts Like so for real So I own real. your kids 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 I own everything No 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 It's like it, If some You know In a fucking However many years If we in Mars I still got your publishing On Mars type shit Like it's like that Yeah it's <laughs> It's some weird shit bro It's, it's weird shit in, uh, in contracts So you really gotta like Pay attention to that shit because she got signed in this deal, and now she's uh, she got a management deal through Rock Nation, and Rock Nation is like poachers, you know, like mm-hmm. they see like uh, 
wild game that they want, like heavy hitters, because you got to think about what Rock Nation is. Who are they two artists? You got to look at every label. Like, they got, like, their two artists. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they got everybody else. Mm-hmm. Their two artists is J. Cole and Rihanna. It's a big two artists. Right. Like, you know, like, megastars type shit. So, um, you got everybody that falls under that tree. So, they got a bunch of big-ass artists that, mm-hmm. that are in weird uh, contract situations. They swoop in, and they get them out of their contract, and they have this artist that's already ready-made superstar as a Rock Nation artist now. So you got to think about the long list of big superstars that have contract negotiations that went through some shit. Think about Meek Mill. He's with Rock Nation now. Big artist, ready-made big artist. I can do a lot with him. I don't have to do the work and make it Meek Mill, Meek Mill. I can take Meek Mill, that's already Meek Mill, and make as much money as possible off the name Meek Mill and the likeness in the music. Lil Wayne. Same situation, Rock Nation, and and, I, and we got a face to Rock Nation, so we think about Jay Z when we think about this shit. Yeah. So it's like you know you don't think about that with Atlantic, like you don't have a, a face to Atlantic, but you have a face to Rock Nation. So it's like we see Jay Z in these pictures with this artist, Megan Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. The same situation, a ready-made superstar. Yeah. All she, all he gotta do is come in and. Do some fucking uh, karate and get her out. Do some lawyer karate and get her out of these damn deals. And Rock Nation got a fucking slew of lawyers. Right. You got the richest man in the world. You got Jay Z. Hey, <laughs> you got the guy. And he got all the lawyers trying to tear them contracts apart. And uh, they trying to get her out of this publishing deal because it's kind of like getting a publishing deal and what she's doing, what Lil Uzi did. He's with Rock Nation as well. Same thing. What they're doing, it's like uh, if you can imagine, if you can imagine, Bobby, you know how to drive. Right. I don't know how to drive, but I need to get somewhere, right? But I got the money to get a car, right? So I buy a car and you drive and I sit in the passenger seat. And based off your navigation skills, because you know how to drive and you know and the landscape and the fact that I can afford a car, we can get to a place. And we get to a place, there's a big ass bag of money for us, right? Right. We take that money. You know, I'm trying to get to this place and I can't drive, but I can buy the car. So I use you to get me to this place, mm-hmm. right? We get to this place, it's a big ass bag of money. I get the bag of money and I give you some, right? And you like, that's fucking lit. Right. So we go to the next stop. Same thing. We go to the next stop. Same thing. We keep doing this to the point where you already know that there's another stop coming. You already know how much money is coming. You already know how much money I'm going to get based on how much money you're going to get. So after a while, you want to kick me out the motherfucking car. That's what this situation is. Okay. You think so? You think she, but she said she didn't want to kick them out the car. She said she wanted to. Why would she say anything else, though? She's, she was saying that, you know, I, uh, I'm not going to try to, like, you know, give nobody, not give them the money that they deserve. And, you know, they made Megan Thee Stallion and do all that. Like, you know, she's going around. Like, she, this right here, this right here is called, like, these are tactics that's used in the music industry. Okay. Because you, the, some of the power that you have as an artist is your popularity. Right. The fact that people right, like right, you. Right, I agree. All so, right. what you can do. Is you can say, hey, I want to get out of this deal. And I want to do this deal. 
And then you, as a person that put up the money and is making a ton of money and could be making a ton more money for the foreseeable future, you say, no, you're not getting out the fucking deal. What's wrong with you? You signed the shit, you know, deal with the shit until it's over or until it's time to renegotiate. They say, okay, well, if you don't let me out the deal, I'm going to do this. What is I'm, what is that? I'm going to do this. It's not much you can do because you're, you're binded by a contract. So think about in football, they hold out. Mm-hmm. They don't come to practice. Mm-hmm. They skip They skip everything until it's mandatory. In the music industry, they try to tear down your empire. If you're called Crawford and you have 1501 and Megan Thee Stallion, the biggest female artist right now in, in, in the game sales wise comes out at the moment comes out and says i don't like 1501 who's gonna want to sign to your label you're losing out on future money now your name is tarnished that's why birdman had a fucking fit because uh charlamagne was saying i don't know why anybody would sign a birdman after seeing what he did to lil wayne it's the same situation so that's the only thing she can do is get in the public and tear down your empire in order to get out of the uh, contract hmm. Because I'm pretty sure the contract is probably nuts Like it's probably fucking nuts You probably got signed to like a 10 album deal it, I, Look I guarantee you it's nuts Like for her to try to get out of the this To go this route You see them When you sign like you, you're so wide eyed And you think like people have your best interest But like good business is to fuck people over and that's the that's the sad truth about it, you know. That's so it's like it's like the best way for you to get over on business when you're in a situation where you have no leverage is that you just get to fuck them back just a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's like they go fuck you, but I, shit, you know, you gotta get them back as good as you can. How, what's your take on like the the whole situation? You know what? Whose side are you on? I like Megan. I'm trying to be on every side she on. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> real deal. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? I actually I'm I'm I air with the side of the artist. Okay. Well, you make a good point. Good business is to fuck over somebody. So me not yeah. knowing is my fault. But at some point, where's the where does your I guess my question is where does the fairness lie? But fairness doesn't necessarily have to exist. Well, what's what's fair? Because it's like it's like if I put in an investment of something and it's working, why would I take my money out of that investment? Like it's it's gonna keep multiplying. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it does it doesn't make sense. It's like um it's like say I spend a million dollars, right? And I've made ten million dollars off of that that million dollars I put up. Like say I'm just giving you know really good numbers, really easy numbers that we can manipulate. Mm-hmm. Say I, I I put up a million dollars and made Megan Stein and have the the great year that she had, and uh, I made ten million dollars off of that initial investment. So I made my money back times ten. Mm-hmm. I want to make it times a hundred if I can. Like anybody would want to. You know, so it's like, it's like, yeah, I could like stop right now and like take the 10 million and be like, that was successful. But like, 
I'm gonna be losing 90 million in my mind because I know I could make a hundred million. Okay, so if you're the label, how do you get out of this situation? Because now it's a situation. You said now my image is being tarnished. You tell us she can't put out music. Okay. You stop everything. So what would you in your opinion, where is the renegotiation gonna end? I mean we're gonna start. I guess my question is it, it's, it's, If it's in public mm-hmm. It already started mm-hmm. It's already been multiple uh, emails It's already been multiple phone calls It's already been multiple beans mm-hmm. And it's stalemated This was the next option for her Like this was like okay Me saying it is not working Me sending my lawyers is not working Me doing this is not working I go on live I tarnish your name And that and and like that threat had to be made for her to not be able to have music out, cause that or or that's what she's saying. So you never really know, cause Carl ain't talked. But I'm pretty sure he come out. He probably gonna say the same thing that uh, Drama was saying for Uzi, which is Uzi can put out music whenever he wants. And then that's kind of like you know mm-hmm. like. It, it, that's the only way to reply back. It's 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 a weird tit for tat game that they playing. And I just saw today that Megan is uh, like formally suing fifteen oh one. And this nigga, he linked up with Jay Prince and shit. Like Jay Prince is We know. We it's know a weird is. situation because you got Jay Prince involved and you got Jay Z involved. And Jay Z, like that's that 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 has been their mo at Rock Nation is to pluck like already grown flowers and mm-hmm. just replant them in a garden, and now you got this beautiful garden of like pluck flowers, you know, from somebody. They, this is the only one they got. Mm-hmm. I got you. <laughs> and you you taking you. it and you putting it in the farm, and I, you know that's what Rock Nation does. I, I I'm looking at it like. This is this is gonna be ugly for both sides. It's definitely gonna be ugly. Now it's in the public. It's, it's, you have to and the only the mercy way, of everybody. The now. only way I get out of it if I'm uh, fifteen on one is I tell Rock Nation to cut me a check, buy it. If you want the contract that bad, buy it and give me a number that I can't say no to. What's that number? If you if you I, call Crawford, if you call Crawford, what's that number for you? I don't know how much he initially put it up. I don't know, you know, how much how much you think Megan is worth right now. Mm, what's like What do you mean What's What's her net worth What, what do you like, think like, Her net worth is right now Her net worth Yep uh, Probably about like uh, Seven Six seven million dollars in, in a deal like that Was No I'm talking about like her, That's her net worth mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure Megan Stallion's worth about Six to seven million dollars right Okay now. How much she worth as an artist I guess is what I'm asking Like what what is Carl getting What cut is Carl getting if she, if her like her net worth would be that like uh like what she would be worth to a label is easily two hundred three hundred million dollars four hundred million dollars okay so like half a billion like like she could be worth a lot like the a a, a female that's that popular is a hot commodity in the industry because it's not many of them like you go look and see how many men you know are popping low popular we can name a lot of them we can name the baby we can name little baby we can name uh, a boogie we can name little uzi 
when it's when it's women, you name the same ones every time. It's Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, and Megan Thee Stallion. Agreed. And Agreed. Doja Cat is making her way. You know, I can't say that I've ever heard a Doja Cat song. I can't say that I've heard one. Doja Cat, Doja Cat is okay. Like uh, women like her because uh, I feel like for 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 the women in America to fall in love with you as a woman, you gotta fill a void. Like uh, you gotta feel like. Cause like girls go through phases and they're like um they're like a they're like a thug, you know, they're a crybaby, they uh they like they're in love, they're um like uh and they and, and they they're, they're cute. Like they like they like to get like, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like female rappers like help them out on situations like Megan Thee Stallion helped them feel like a thug sometimes. Uh, Doja Cat helps them feel cute. You know, that's the void she feels. And like other girls feel those voids, other songs feel those voids. But like, you gotta get in one of those as a woman. But it's a hot commodity. You want you you want a woman that's that successful in, in hip hop. Okay, so going back to your to your what you were saying, you were saying. Um... Megan is worth maybe two hundred million to upwards, like she up there, hundreds of millions of dollars. What does Rock Nation? What does that Rock Nation number have to look like for you to be like? If she's worth two hundred million, what does that Rock Nation number have to look like for you to be like, all right, you can you can have this contract? Um, I would take I would take fifty million in a percentage. Like, okay, you you buy it, but I'll take this fifty and I'll take that percentage and. Y'all never have to talk to me again. Just make sure, you know, we good. So cut me fifty million dollar check and I'd renegotiate. It's essentially like what's gonna happen is they're gonna renegotiate a contract, right? And that's what is gonna it's gonna look like something like that. It's gonna be like you're gonna take this lump sum of cash, bam, we're gonna get you out of the picture and we're gonna give you a piece of what we finna do, as opposed to. Cause like that's that's the ideal shit. Like you just want a label to like. Cause people think uh, if I get signed to a label, they're gonna take a piece of my shit. Like no 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 no. When you sign a publishing deal, it's their music. You're making it for them, for them to put it out and them to get the bread. Like that's not yours no more. You're just a slave. That's why Prince wrote "slave" on his face and. You know, changed his name to the uh, to that symbol. Uh, you know, the artist formerly known as Prince, because you really you don't realize this shit to after like because that contract got all of that fucking voodoo in it. Like that that shit is like really crazy. Like some niggas really be fucking people, and it's like they target kids, they target people that don't understand contracts, and they just uh, they get them niggas early and. This situation always happens. You become wise and you you understand. Like God damn, it's all the money. It's it's not the money that you're making that's making you mad. It's all the money that you're not making that's making you mad as an artist. Okay, so if I'm big business, do I ever get a sense of where do where am I? Where do I ever reach a point where I'm ready to renegotiate? Because if I know you can make me twenty million every year, why do I want? To, if I know you can yeah. make me five hundred million every year. Yeah, I mean, I renegotiate because I'm not making no more money off of you. Like it's a, it's a it's a sour deal now. Like it's it's bad now. Like it's 
it's never gonna be right. Like you know what I'm saying? Like now it's like now it's like uh, you're just not gonna put out music, but I can keep this old shit you got and see how much money I can make off of it. But you know, it never be. You know, I might as well just cut my losses and just you know let you go forward with a smaller percentage. That's the reason that you come out and be like, I can't put out music. You know, that's the reason you don't put out music as an artist. That's the only way you can fight back. <laughs> because, like, you need, like, just like you say, niggas will sit there and be like, go ahead. Go ahead, 1501. They don't have another Megan Stallion, but shit, go ahead. Like, all right, my niggas, feel how you feel. We're going to try to get another one. And shit, they, they won't. And eventually, like, that number will keep coming up and up and up. And like I said, like, it'll start off small, like, to get out of the contract. To, it'll start off, like, as a you grease their palms for them to um, for them to to want to renegotiate the contract. It'll get to something like 50, 100 mil and, you know, percentage. Maybe 50 million a percentage, though. Because 100 million is, is outrageous. 100 million would be like, that's it. You don't need... You don't get nothing ever, and you get the shit back, and you get like everything she already put out. Get all that back, honey man. That's a lot of money for artists. And Rock Nation got Rock Nation has everybody now. I think, but they got Rick Ross too, don't they? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's signed the management over there too. Yeah, and that's the sneaky shit they doing to my management. Like Rock Nation ain't Rock Nation ain't in the business of blowing people up. Like Rock Nation, you can't name one artist that Rock Nation blew up. But you can name a lot of artists that's connected to them that are super megastars. So you know what they're in the business of. Fuck all the bullshit. We ain't trying to make no fucking superstar, nigga. We we <laughs> we Rock, want the bags. Rock Nation, the new Motown. Mm, nah, Mo, Motown was making the motherfucker, so I can't say that. Mo, Motown had the in-house hits. Motown was different. That Smokey Robinson and shit, Temptations. That that was different. Word of the day. Word of the day today is fusty. It's a, it's a funny word. Fusty, like musty, but with an F. So fusty spelled F-U-S-T-Y. And the definition, oh, it's an adjective, first off. And the definition is smelling stale, damp, or stuffy, or old-fashioned, an attitude or style. So, as an example, please open the window. <laughs> this is funny. Please open the windows in your room because it's starting to smell fusty. Smell fusty in this bitch. All right, back to the show. <laughs> Drizzy Drake is back. Two piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when to say when, and uh, Chicago freestyle. What's your uh, take? Cause I got you know I can talk forever about that. Man, Drake is a, a mastermind at dropping hits. He does it every time. Drake don't. Drake doesn't miss. He Ever. don't. <laughs> he <Ever>. don't. <laughs> uh, the songs themselves. It, I like the song "Cry." Uh, I like the song "Cry." You, Rendition, I guess is the best okay. way. I like the song because I, I when I heard June it, James did that beat from Houston. Did that beat? Yeah. Oh, that was a great sample. That was a, a, a great steal. That's a big step for him. 
Junior James got a couple hits, but that's getting getting a Drake feature. That's that's crazy. But uh, but yeah, that that sample was hard. But June did uh, Megan's beats on on both of her hits, didn't he? No, I, uh, I think Lil Jew made those beats mm-hmm. like Ju mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. Yeah, but June James is they from Houston too. Man, my homeboy Prolific Beats was on that album. I think his yeah one of his songs did make Megan's one of the first Megan's mixtapes. Mm. You told me about him. I was big for him. But uh, but yeah, like so, like what's your synopsis like on like the songs? What do you think it mean? Like in his uh, is this the beginning of a rollout, or he just dropping his his normal Lucy's that he dropped around this time? I think I think an album is coming soon. How long is soon? I say. By the end of the summer, we'll have a track album. By the end of the summer? Probably. How many songs do you think will be on it? 10, 12. Mm, yeah. I mean, uh, like, would you, I think, I think he on his, like, um, listening to these songs right here, it was like a Nothing Was The Same song. Yeah. I was, and I loved Nothing Was The Same. Like, Nothing Was The Same. When I... I remember listening to Nothing Was The Same and I remember sitting in the car. Like, I just sit in the car. Like, I'm just like, why is... Like, I couldn't, like, contemplate, like, why, like, the music was that good. Like, it was, like, really crazy. And, like, I, I feel that way, like, over time, it's like, he's, he's he's rapped so much and did so many songs. It's like, you hear and it's like, damn, it's... It's like, this shit is still fucking, like, high-quality-ass music. And he just, like, producing. He... Produces every time, like he executes, and it's like I don't see no fucking like when this nigga gonna let up. Oh, he actually in the content of the song, he said, uh, he said he make when he make five hundred m's, he gonna uh, retire back to the six and get finally give niggas the the room they need to exist. That might be the broad day, as a matter of fact. That is hard. That is hard. hard. Right, I'm a quit so y'all can y'all can play now. That shit is disrespectful. Hey. Oh, he Mike Jordan. I'm going to quit so y'all can play now. I'm going to come back and, and win some more. <laughs> Mike Jordan definitely did that. That nigga, uh, he, he, when he went away for those three years. Two years. Rockets went back to back. Baby H-Town. Two years. Oh, okay. He retired two years. And then he came back and won three more. Yeah. That's when Houston went back to back. Nigga, motherfucking monster, bro. That nigga... If the alcohol and gambling didn't get that nigga, he'd probably be like one of the greatest humans of all time. Man, Kevin Garnett was on uh, all the Smoke podcast the other day, and he told a very funny story about Michael Jordan. That, just, that man was great. Man, could oh, get I, buckets. I, I heard that story where he was talking like uh, somebody had like talk, was talking shit to him. Yeah, and that nigga apologized that yeah. he was gone. Yes, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. some wild oh, shit. Oh yeah, it's like that. Oh yeah, but. Walking buckets I, but I appreciate I, greatness But what, what were you gonna say? I feel like that's Drake on the game I feel like Drake is like that too Like what? Like what? I quit right now Oh uh-huh. Come back and I'm still gonna be Yeah Solid I, I'm, I'm, I'm winning I think I think that's his plan Like he said it He I'm, said I'm 500 M's Cause like he already like Starting to grow tentacles In other places Like he got um He's uh, producing uh, Top Boy Top Boy And Euphoria Boy. I love that show Euphoria It's a really good show I haven't seen Euphoria I it's watched a, really a little bit show. of Top he Boy get... I watched a little bit of Top Boy Yeah it's... 
It's a really good show. Top Boy, I can't really get into it, bro. Watch me bloke. Like, <laughs> I can't take fucking, um, like, the new, I often say New England. I can't take them English accents. English accents. It too serious when it comes to like gun talk and all this shit and team. But except when that nigga Drake did that song War. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs Man. that dropped. Uh I don't mind the accents because England is one of my favorite places. Like one of my places that I want to visit in life. I like English culture. Okay. I like I, everything about England intrigues me. Uh, what do you like it, about it? Fashion. It's fucking gloomy. No, I like. I really, <laughs> I really think European fashion the, is great. The white uh, girls are ugly. The tailor cutting. The the what well, we do skinny jeans now. I think that's that was all European style at first. To, to be, uh, well well put together. I think I, mm. that's always been a great style for me. I was struggling because I'm a little person. I struggled through the baggy jeans. Tall T phase, bro. I got a, I got a picture of me in uh, leather shorts with a red tall T and some Air Force Ones, and I felt like I was so clean. Like I remember feeling like, damn, I'm clean than a mother. Killing the like, game, I'm killing it. Like I can't wait to get to school. Like I was. That was me and my white force. I had some black. Uh, it was the square leather shorts, like the black, red, and uh, white, yellow short. I mean, uh, leather shorts. And them hoes was hot. Triple D, huh? You triple, you from triple Dallas. D. <laughs> Nigga, I'm from Dallas. From I Dallas. boogie. <laughs> that shit is crazy. Oh, you from Dallas. I struggled during that phase. So, like, I, I love the, the clean cut. And I was glad when America finally switched over to it. It made mm. fashion for me a, a lot easier. Uh, because what was so taboo is the norm now. And it was I wore a pair of straight leg jeans in high school. People looked at me because only women jeans were straight leg jeans. No, still some at the niggas time. still be doing. Some niggas still be overdoing it. Like oh, agreed, pants. agreed, agreed. But like tight, you know, like pants that fit are like perfect. But like right. or like tight, even like tight skinny jeans. But like some niggas really like overdo it. Like you couldn't. There's no way you got in them uh them jeans in the manly way. It's no way <laughs> You had to jump You had to get in front of the mirror And jump It's no way you did that shit uh, But yeah So that's, that's what I like about England I want to go visit uh, That's definitely one of my On my bucket list Of places I need to see in life You want to go to England I want to go to Africa I want to go to Africa I want to go to Jamaica I want to go see like Black ass people You know what inspired me To want to go to Africa when we went to Denver, going down off mm. of that can't see if looking from the mountains, like well, this would look like here. I want to see what it look like in the motherland. Insanity, right, bro. When we went to Colorado, I, I, I never forget like the, the fucking. I felt like I was like on like what I think mushrooms would be like. Like I remember feeling like that. You know that noise you hear like in TV shows. It'd be like, Wah. like I was like that nigga. I, we sat there and I had that damn juice. Yeah, you wild out with the juice. Yeah, it though. was like it was like a THC juice and like all kind of like edibles and this loud ass fucking weed. And we sat there and I put that shit. I put that juice in a snapple and drunk that shit. And like, we drove through the mountains and I could not feel the car. Like I was just like sitting in like a, a, a floating seat in the air, just flying through the fucking mountains. Like that shit was crazy. That was a wild time. We could have got ate by wolves, nigga. Was Look, listen, <laughs> hey, listen, them 
them Denver deer are definitely a lot thicker than these these uh, Houston Texas deer. Things they they were meaty. People's out there rock climbing. And Man, shit. that was that was everyday life though. I feel like you would enjoy that a lot more. I feel like you live there every day. You would enjoy that. Nah, I, mean, I wouldn't know. Not no goddamn rock climbing. I'm two hundred some pounds. Nigga. I, I would I would enjoy like hiking and and uh, just being out there like where we were and shit. Just seeing those like. It's something about seeing those mountains that kind of like put you in your place on earth. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, no, this is what you are. No, you know, like, mm-hmm. understand, humble yourself. And it's like, it's a real good feeling because then you feel like, damn, like I'm a part of something so big. Man. But like, you know, you you just understand that you just, you know, you're not a, you're not a mountain. <laughs> you know, it's something, it's a, it's a, you know, much stronger force out there than my force. Uh, we talking about? We talking about Drake? I um, I hope that nigga album what? Yeah, I was going. So, what's your take on the two songs? I didn't. I think, like I said, like he he executes. Like it's like it's a home run every time. I like the fact that he he gets loose, and I feel like he got a lot to talk about. Like he brought up his baby mama. He was like, "Baby mama fluke," but I love who she is. And like. Yeah, like I'll appreciate little shit like that by Drake because he he really brings that shit up. He talk about it, and it, you kind of feel like it's a you're in on a therapy session whenever you listen to a Drake album. And I feel like it's gonna be like that, but you're in on the therapy session. But the nigga that you're like you know talking to, like the person that, that you're being a therapist to, is a lit ass individual. Like Drake is lit. Like that nigga, like his lifestyle is it's fucking insane. Like, and I appreciate all this shit. He's when these niggas don't like when Drake be talking rapping about scallops and shit like that. Like I like that shit because it's just like damn, it just he giving me like what that shit feel like. Cause you when you see the video when he, that nigga was putting away what looks like ten million dollars in a fucking safe. Like he just putting away two stacks and it was like ten million dollars in the state. It like. That what does that shit feel like? And he helps me get close to that, cause you know what I'm saying. He helps me like understand like, oh damn, cause that's the shit that I want, you know. And it's it's motivating. It's like I don't know. It's, he he does a very very good way, you know. He, he's really good at like making you understand that shit and um, giving you a, a a a detailed view of his life. But it sounds great, like all of that just together. So, which song did you like better? I always like the uh, songs when he like. I like I like the songs when he rap like the most for Drake. But like the ones that got replay value are the melodic songs, like the um, those like Chicago freestyle songs. So it's like you know I like the first one. Better, but I'm gonna I'd replay the second one the most, like the one he starts singing, the one, the one he paid homage to Eminem. Mm-hmm. Women, they come, mm-hmm. they go. Saturday, do Sunday, Monday. That shit right there, like I, that's the kind of shit that got replay value with me when it comes to that. Cause I listened to the other one a couple times, but I cut that shit on all the time. That's car music, driving music. That's all he made, but yeah. Yeah, I like hits. I like, I like like songs that I can that I can spin. That's how I like to listen to music in my car. I like songs that I can play. It's gonna do something. I mean, his, the last song he got, I, if he like go to a festival right now, he'll probably perform "Money in the Grave." Right? 
what else? Yeah, he, yeah, that's the. He'll he'll probably perform. Uh, he'll he'll perform. Life is good and money in the grave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate that they took him off on the remix. Life is good. Future did like he like floated on that shit though, but. I guess I'm I'm Drake bias. I liked it better with Drake on it. Me too. But I mean, it's just like it. I would have liked if like they could have got Drake to add a verse to it if like Future gonna add a verse like that and then put them. But I mean, shit, it's, you can't really fit that many people if you are gonna do that. Like having four niggas on a song in 2020s, it sounds insane, nigga. Like nobody listened to a four minute ass record over and over. Again. You know what? You're not wrong because I've checked the last two albums, Babies and Boogies. Mm-hmm. Both of them, 20 songs, one hour. That used to be, 20 songs going to take you forever to listen to it. <laughs> I, get to, them, I, I get to 20 songs in an hour. So now yeah. your song down, town down to what, two and a half minutes, three minutes a song? Music goes, they give you a hook, they give you a verse, and they give you a hook, and that's it. And a lot of niggas, I hate when niggas do too much and shit. Like, you know, niggas be having like fucking two, three verses and shit. Like, come on, just end the goddamn song. So, the songs don't need to go that long. Is your attention span getting shorter? You think you feel like no? You feel like no? I mean, like sometimes I want to go longer. Like you know, it, it's it really all depends on how much do I like the shit. Like, like uh, it's a song called Mahogany on Lil Wayne album. Okay, and like I love that song. I listen to it all the time, but it's like it could have been a little shorter. Like he 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 dragged it on a little bit, but you know, it, but it's some songs that's like a. It could be a three minute song And I wish this song was five minutes I wish that song was six minutes Cause that just I, I don't want to turn it off Like uh Like uh Boogie and Lil Uzi song Uh Love is Art mm-hmm. And uh Reply Like I listen to those songs It's like Why does that shit have to end? You know Like I I, I want an album like this I don't know It's it, it really just depends on how good the song is. I don't think my team span is getting short. I think, you know, it just if I like it, I like it. But if it's like a, okay, I got like a, 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 a the, the baby song, I'm not, what is the baby going to say on the second verse? Like, I'm not like, oh, wait till he get to the second verse. Like, no, no, no. The hook, uh, have it, you know, the beat is, I got, I got the song already. I got you. Appreciate it, bro. Right. So, but, okay, but so musically, Songs were a lot longer Five years ago Hell yeah I mean songs so Now we're down to Like literally Two and a half minutes On the song Three minutes Is really a long song now. I, I think attention spans Are getting shorter Period mm-hmm. I, just, I don't think like It's just like mine I don't think mm-hmm. I'm I think I'm affected by it But it's not like You know It's not It's not that for me It's really just about Do I like it or not But I think attention spans Are getting shorter so that's why some songs, a lot of songs come out, like Summer Walker. You listen to a Summer Walker album, it's like, why are these songs not longer? Yeah, Summer can go. I you like know? Summer. Yeah, Summer I, I, can I go. really like Summer Walker. And it's like, you listen to Summer songs, and you just be like, damn, that's it? That's all you got? Yeah, it's a lot of chicks I check for. I'm always checking for Janae with her fine self, too. Uh, I'm always, I'm I ain't always, never been like, I ain't never think she was fine. I feel man. like she's too small. Like, she don't. Uh-uh. She is. I mean, she's very pretty, but I mean, that's two opposite ends of the spectrum for me, though. So we talking go from Janae, who a little frail little thing, from Megan, who was a yeah, that's 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 a whole another thing right there. I'd be, you know, you know, I ain't, you know no comment, but <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, Janae is 
definitely a little too small, but she's good for somebody like Big Sean, you know, this mm-hmm. is just a tiny person itself. I feel weird calling that nigga Big Sean. <laughs> <laughs> My man's got a huge ego, man. Uh, My man. That, you... <laughs> okay. Is that a pause moment? Yes, that's a pause moment. <laughs> Why? Why can't I talk about it? <laughs> my man's got a huge ego. <laughs> Come on, B. We not Beyonce here, B. <laughs> you wild. Listen. But, <laughs> Why uh, does that have to be a pause moment? Like I said, my man's got a huge ego. <laughs> man's numb. This nigga's talking Toronto slang. Bro. Okay. <laughs> Bar of the day. Bar of the day is Drake. Uh, we talk a lot about Drake in this episode, so you probably already know what I'm gonna pick. But uh, he says, uh, and when to say when, he say, "Hey, 33 years I gave that to the game. 33 mil I saved that for the rain. 500 weeks I filled charts with my pain." 500 mil and I fall back in the six. Finally give you niggas the space you need to exist. That's the bar today. 500 mil and I fall back in the six. Finally give you niggas the space you need to exist. Like, he just saying, like, he once he get 500 mil, he'll finally get out of the way and <laughs> let other niggas star shine, I guess, because he just... Such a big artist, and you know, number one, it's nobody can really fill that void if there's not a void, you know. And uh, and Drake been on top of that shit for a long, long time. Okay, back to the show. Motherfucking, we watch. We just watched uh, Yara Romero flying knee. <laughs> Chris Weidman in the fucking forehead. He went down. That nigga body just dropped. That nigga, um, UFC this weekend, uh, March 7th. Fucking Israel Adesanya and Yoel Romero is gonna fight uh, for the middleweight championship. And nigga, nigga, nigga. This is gonna be one of the best fights um, of the year already, like off the rip. Like for sure, for sure, one of the best fights of the year. It's it, a lot of people don't be UFC fans, but they like to see like good fights and shit like that. Like this is one of the ones you'll want to make sure you you like sit down and watch, cause uh, they gonna fuck each other up. <laughs> they gonna fuck each other up, and like the it's I don't know it's, it's a good fight when people fuck each other up, but it's like when you see somebody have to be so good to overcome some shit. Like, you know, like Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. had to be amazing to overcome that defense of San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. That's what this shit is going to be. Okay. Like, so how many how many fights has this guy had? Romero? Uh, Romero? Mm-hmm. A bunch. I, a I, bunch. I, you, I UFC you. fights? I couldn't tell you. No, I was trying to figure out what their record were, what their records were. Uh because I feel like if he fighting the champion already, he had to have some fights, but I think No, he's He for sure got shit. Oh, Yoel Romero is thirteen and four. Thirteen and four. What's what's the other guy? Eighteen and zero. Hey, Adesanya is eighteen and zero. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. I'm undefeated, but I this guy here is 
And that's in middleweight. I I think Yoel uh, he fight in a different weight class. So that's their record for middleweight. When I gotta fight this guy who could lunge a knee at me. But see, he talking about Yoel Israel Adesanya. That's the one that you're like. Uh, Israel Adesanya is probably gonna like knock him out, knock Yoel Romero out in a weird way. Like it's gonna be like a, a some sort of weird way he gonna throw his foot. And it's gonna hit a weird part of his head, but it's gonna like it's his Israel Adesanya's striking is like it's like comic book shit, but it's effective and it's powerful and it's like astonishing. Like it's like oh my god, but you got Yoel Romero, who's like a, a world class wrestler, a world class grappler. Like he know how to like. Grab you and strangle you, okay. like break arms and all that shit. So it's it's gonna be like you know, Yoel's gonna want to take the fight to the ground. Israel's gonna want to stand up and like try to trade, try to kickbox. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like uh, if they kickbox, Izzy is for sure gonna catch him with something purity because Izzy is just that good at what he does. But Yoel Romero's gonna try to get him on the ground, try to get some takedowns, and that's. Cause like you said, uh, you said you feel like John Jones lost. Like John Jones got a lot of takedowns in that fight, and that was probably like the the edge and sword of him winning. Mm. So I feel like I feel like he got beat. I feel like John Jones really got handled in that fight. Cause like uh, the people that do the scorecards, they count that. Like if if you take somebody down, cause you gotta think about it. Like I'm trying to get you to the ground. You don't want to go to the ground. Like why would you like if I tried to like. Wrestle you right now Like and take you t- to the ground Like you gonna be trying Like what the fuck are you doing Like right. try to you know right, right. It's the same way in the UFC So if If somebody can overpower you And take you off your feet And put you on the ground That counts a lot And that's That's how John Jones like Won favor a lot Because uh, And I think John Jones won my, Personally Because first off He's the champion So you gotta beat the champion You can't go to the scorecards And no damn champion Fuck did you try and do Right And But even then Like cause uh, uh, The other guy Had won the first two rounds The third round Was a toss up And John Jones won The last two rounds So it's like Really even And it's like Whoever you think Won the third round Is who won the fight Essentially mm-hmm. So the fact that It was a toss up And the fact that John Jones was actually Doing the takedowns And he just uh, That nigga look bad At the end of the fight Reyes looked bad at, at the end of the fight so it's I don't know I, I think John Jones won But this weekend Is gonna be A better fight Cause it's gonna be Some freaky shit You never know You don't know What you're gonna see Like it's Yoel is coming prepared This Romero guy Does he usually have Long fights And he's a quick fighter how, Like how long Does his fights usually last like, Can he withstand the, the test of time Yes Yes It's hard to knock him out Adesanya looks like He can he can bounce around Adesanya, Five rounds Adesanya is is, has a you know really good cardio, but Yoel Romero he comes ready, he comes prepared. Like he's like he in shape. He's no, he, he, like being in shape, like it's a different word for in shape. Like it's a different word for the type of shape he's in. Pause. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm for real, like it's 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 different. Like his his functional muscles are like just different. Like then you think. I said this shit the other day. I told my girl, I was like, man, nigga, I think I'd be in the gym going hard. Like, I feel like I'd be in that hole going hard. Then I look at a nigga like that. This is like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, that, 
that's a different type of fucking dedication. So Yoel Romero is gonna come in that ring prepared, but so is Israel Adesanya. Like Israel Adesanya is like your favorite comic book hero. And this is like a big bad villain. Like this is some scary shit. So where you putting your money? Who you who you who you going with? Izzy for sure. Like it's <laughs> that nigga is cold, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Like he's like you watch him. It's like oh shit. Like you don't even think you you probably don't even know you like watching fights until you see somebody like that. Like mm-hmm. it's a couple people that I can show you to, and you'll be like damn. Like oh niggas is doing that. Like that's some interesting shit. That's the type of shit that. Israel Adesanya is doing, and I, I'm a big fan. I can't wait for that shit. I'm turned up. It's a, uh, it's a Chinese girl gonna fight. That, that shit probably sound. That sounded bad. Yo, it's a Chinese girl gonna fight Joanna jo- Jocek. It's those are girls. Okay. It's like a co-main event, but it's it's women. That's gonna be a good fight too. I like to see girls fight. I like to see girls get fucked up. Cause I, shit. I've never seen the girl. I, I I watched a piece of a Ronda Rousey fight. Then she she tanks she she Ronda used to be cold. Ronda Rousey is like what you want your daughter to be. Like if you got any you know kids or whatever, you want your daughter to be able to do what Ronda Rousey can do because Ronda Rousey can break anybody's arm. Mm-hmm. Like like just Bad girl. A, a, like I'm two times Ronda Rousey size, and like if I she catch me slipping, she could get my shit too. Like I can like overpower her and like buck out of whatever she's trying to do, you know, jujitsu wise, but. You know, but at the same time, another girl that's swinging back at her that's ready for will fuck her up. It's it's one female, Amanda Nunes. That's the girl you look up. That's the niggas should be afraid of of Amanda Nunes. That's how I feel about Deontay Wilder. I feel like Deontay Wilder is just oh my gosh. I don't think he's a pure boxer. He's a brawler, and if you get somebody that can. Box who can, that, but that can withstand that big punch. He's in trouble. I think Tyson Fury did a good job of that. I, it's not. It's not the fact that you want somebody that can. With yeah, okay. Well, first off, I want to say that Deontay Wilder has uh he um he he agreed. Well, not agreed, but like he had a clause. He exercised. His yeah, clause. he exercised his clause to uh to have the rematch for the third fight, and I can't wait to see what he do mm-hmm. because maybe he you know is gonna actually fucking learn how to box. He's gonna have to because it's, it's not it's not the fact that uh that uh somebody can take his punch because nobody can Tyson can't take the, like. He can't take a clean shot multiple times. Nobody's taking a clean shot from a grown man. That's just not no, happening. Not from that grown man, but <laughs> <No>. like, <laughs> but Nobody's. but he's learning to fucking box. But you, when you talking about trying to box though, if you try to box Tyson, that's the thing about Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is an impeccable boxer. Like the 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 skill of of not being like in the vicinity when you swing, or like hitting you and you can't hit me, or like. You know, playing with your emotions and and baiting you and and fucking head movement and it's like niggas like that is tiring. And if you don't know how to box, you might get lucky and hit them, and you got a chance. He always got a chance with that hand because mm-hmm. then he got fucking like, what rocket power. Forty two <laughs> wins and forty one knockouts. Like yeah. nigga, you got that's some different shit. That's more than Mike Tyson. That's like that's not Mike Tyson went on that level. Like that's a different level. That's that's insanity. 
So you got power like that. All you gotta do is learn how to box a little bit. Like you know, like he don't know how to. He didn't know how to like uh, back up. Tyson Fury was just on him all the time, like step, like walking toward him, and he had to back up and fight. Mm-hmm. And he can't. He was awkward doing that. He's not used to backing up and fight because niggas is scared of him. So like he's the bully. So like he he's used to approaching you, cutting you off. Chasing you in the ring He wasn't used to being bullied Chased Like he was getting pressed Like the bully Got bullied mm-hmm. In that fight And that's That nigga took an L I mean shit Black History Month dog. That shit was bad But it's I, rough he, he, he gonna come back He got a chance But This motherfucking weekend though I know what I'm gonna be doing Saturday goddamn night And it's gonna be Turned the fuck up And I'm Extremely excited about Israel Adesanya defending that nigga his championship against somebody like Yoel Romero. Like nobody, nobody has ever fucking asked to fight Yoel Romero. You know, like he's a a monster, but like Israel Adesanya recognized that in order to be the greatest, he got to fucking clean out that division. He's cleaning niggas out. Like he cleaned them all out. Like. I don't know. That's a cold nigga, bro. You watch that nigga. All his eighteen and 0. eighteen and oh. That's crazy. He got some fucking amazing knockouts. He got some even better shit when he was a kickboxer because them niggas was just like they couldn't he couldn't wrestle and shit like that. So he knew he could just swing all kind of fucking knees and elbows and and fucking turnaround kicks and side kicks and straight kicks and it's just like God damn, it's like some real ninja comic book video game shit, like some. Some square triangle shit, <laughs> like for real, <laughs> like that nigga. It's some impressive. Up down left, right, square triangle. Hey, nigga, motherfucking monster. But my nigga Bobby, uh, like, where you want people to find you? You got anything you want people to see? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, B Stokes for President, B as in boy, mm-hmm. Stokes for the number four president. Uh. Ladies, you can find me there. Fellas, you can find me in your girls' DMs. <laughs> Straight up, my nigga. Yeah. Uh, this is episode seven of F- FSO with Flyman D. Fly shit only. The podcast about all things fly. Uh, shit. I'll get this put up when I get it put up, and I'll see you guys next time. And I just want to say, be the art that nobody understands. My voice cracked on that shit. <laughs>